If you're snacking on anything but tasty cake, you're making a huge Miss Cake. A fistful of chocolate-covered raisins? Miss Cake. A spoonful of peanut butter? Bigger Miss Cake. Or the worst Miss Cake of all, your kid's Halloween candy, and it's April. If it's not tasty cake, it's a Miss Cake, because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty Cake. Accept no substitute. Nothing like you. Shades all spinning in the summer rain. Dance in the rain. No music. Just the right kind of crazy. This is the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Headliner Interview Edition. My name's Chris Payne. I'm a writer here at Billboard. Coming up, I have an interview with Dan and Shay, the country duo. If you're about them, it's their music, it's a country music, of course you're excited to hear what they have to say. Outside of country, they actually touch on a whole lot of other scenes and genres. It's really cool to hear how they've come into each one, kind of hopped around, made each their own. Both them, especially Dan, have roots in emo and post-hardcore, those scenes back in the day. Which means, yeah, we'll talk some under oath on this podcast. They've both touched on Christian music in their lives, and that's actually really apparent with Dan and Shay's latest single. It's part of a film that comes out this week called The Shack. We'll discuss what that's all about in their show, their role in the soundtrack, their new song in it. This is a nice, uh, succinct episode, one of the shorter ones, uh, but we squeeze in a lot of laughs, a lot of different subjects. We're kind of all over the place, but I think you'll enjoy it. When you're done, rate us on iTunes. That really helps a lot with everything we do with the podcast. Write in what you like, what you don't like. Subscribe to the Pop Shop Podcast in the same place. Then you'll get us every week automatically. That's all I have to say. Here it is, right now. Dan and Shay, welcome to the Billboard office. What's happening, man? Good to be here. Thank you. Thank you for coming by. So you guys are in the big city. Got some cinematic events, gala events going on tonight tell me what's up yeah man we're here for the uh, the shack premiere we've got a song as part of the soundtrack when i pray for you a new single we've got out and uh we're looking forward to it man we've never been to a film premiere before we've only seen them on tv so it's gonna be cool we got came up here with our suits we're gonna be dressed all all dapper or at least we hope dapper and uh yeah good word right and yeah it's gonna be fun man it's gonna be you know hopefully get to run into some of the actors and actresses from the movie we got to fly out to la a while back and screen it when we were writing the song and fantastic movie super powerful and moving and uh it'll be cool to watch the movie again tonight and it's always good to get to go hang out in new york city man the big apple yeah big apple <laughs> is everyone because it's like a big soundtrack a lot of original songs you guys a lot of other people is the whole crew going to be there i think so man i uh, hopefully you know there's so many talented artists on that bill and we're just honored to be a part of that soundtrack you know you look our name is next to people like Lady Annabelle and Tim McGraw and so many other just really talented people. So hopefully that everyone kind of you know shows up and, and comes and gets to hang out and that their uh, their schedule allows them to be here. But uh, this is just so cool, man, to be like I said, just to be mentioned next to legendary people like that is just really cool. It's the lead track on the soundtrack. It is. It's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's awesome. We get to uh, we shot like a little pre-acoustic performance before the film airs too. So in every theater, uh, our acoustic performances being broadcast which is really cool so we haven't really seen it yet we just shot it and sang it and uh, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't suck so we'll see how it goes and we're gonna be hanging out and, and watching it with everybody else so it should be pretty cool so you guys are probably really used to red carpets from award shows yeah but you think it's gonna be any different this time around 
What's like your strategy for the? Red I don't carpet? know. I don't know what it's going to be like this time. I, I assume that it'll be you know kind of the similar vibe, but uh, we'll uh, be ready to answer any questions that anyone has. We'll yeah. just be walking around, acting like mm-hmm. we belong there, and uh, a lot bigger stars than us will be there, I'm sure. But uh, it's going to be a good time, man. One looking thing I'm to one thing I'm really looking forward to is the weather. It's pretty nice out here in New York City today. I feel like every time we do a red carpet in Nashville, <laughs> L.A. or Las Vegas, it's like 134 degrees, uh-huh. and we're just sweating like crazy wearing suits because we don't usually wear suits, and uh, it's usually ridiculous. We'll see ourselves on camera, and we're just dripping sweat, and it's like, well, I guess everybody else kind of is too, but the weather in, in New York City today is pretty nice, so I think we'll be all right. They'll, yeah. they'll probably have it inside knowing you know, our luck in some sauna or something mm-hmm. when we're walking through. <laughs> and it's, it's going to be even hotter tomorrow when – but yeah. Who's counting? <laughs> so the track when I <laughs> I don't know what that means. Feel old yet? Who's counting? Feel old yet? Shout out to our weatherman. Shout out to like the Weather Channel, That's National right. Weather Services. Yeah, yeah dude. Suppose are counting this sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> counting it. Who's counting? You gotta start using that for things that just. I mean, that didn't really make sense either. But just things in your life. You're like, oh, Catch you guys going? I don't know, man. But who's counting? Yeah. <laughs> you guys going to the party? I don't know. Who's counting though? We'll see. <laughs> So the new track, When I Pray For You, we'll drop a little bit of it for the people to hear, but listen to the lyrics. Would you say this is the most like faith-based song you've done in your career so far? Yeah, I'd say so. You know, we sat down. It was it was a cool moment. Shay was about to have his kid, Asher James, uh, and we sat down in the room with a couple of buddies of ours who had also just recently become fathers, and it was, you know, songwriting gets emotional sometimes. You know, you're sharing stories and sharing feelings and stir them up in the pot, and out comes a song, and we kind of were kicking around ideas, and... Uh, you know, everybody had their input and everybody has their own perspective on it. And, you know, simultaneously, we were able to fly out to LA and screen the screen the shack. And it was crazy how it all happened. I mean, the timing of it was just was wild. And, uh, you know, it's opened us up to kind of a whole new audience, which is really cool. You know, I think our song is featured on Spotify Top Christian Tracks, um, which is really cool. You know, it's new people coming to our music and they can discover the whole back catalog as well. But yeah, it is definitely the most faith-based song we've ever written and recorded, but it's cool, man. It's uh, it's working for us. It's doing great in the shows. And now that Shay has had his kid, it's uh, I think it's taken on a whole new meaning for him. man it's it's really cool you know dan and i have written a couple songs that are really really special obviously any song that you write is kind of your baby but uh you know our last single uh from the ground up was definitely the most you know to the at that point was the most special song we had ever written we wrote that about our grandparents so to kind of you know look at our lives and see how it's progressed and see how our our careers have progressed it's really cool to have a song like this you know that really is truly inspired by something that's going on in your life and it's been really cool, you know, ever since having my kid, it's just one of those things where, you know, songs kind of take new life, and uh, this definitely, you know, was obviously inspired by him and, and this movie, so it was really, really cool to be able to to write that, and, and to be truly inspired by a movie is something that is really cool, because, you know, they could have asked us to be a part of a movie that, you know, you don't necessarily connect with, but this uh-huh. one was definitely one of those ones that, like, we actually were very, very inspired by it, so that kind of translated into the song and uh, we're just so happy that this is uh, we're able to be a part of this you know in, in such a cool way and to have the title you know to have the first track on the record is, is really cool man we're excited yeah 
And you guys, have, both of you in your careers, pre-Dan and Shay, have straddled a couple different music scenes. So I, I bet it's like another feather in the cap, another one yeah, to check counting, out. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> counting. <laughs> Rewind back about six minutes to, to find that inside joke. Yeah, man, it's cool. We both came from different backgrounds, and we've both been chasing the musical dream for a long time. And we've always been huge fans of country music. You know, we grew up listening to it, among other things. And uh, we moved to Nashville because we wanted to be country songwriters. And uh, we just met by chance one night and started singing country songs together. And boom, here we are today, you know, a few years later and a few singles under our belt. But yeah, I, I grew up in, you know, kind of a rock scene, pop and punk and all that kind of stuff, doing warp Tour and all those things. And I noticed the, the Thursday hoodie oh, you're yeah. wearing there. Got to show a little respect to that. Uh, we rock out to some Thursday, understanding in a car crash and cross out the eyes and all the, all the throwbacks on the bus late at night. We've got a motley crew in our band, if you will. Our drummer was in the band receiving into sirens. Our guitar player was in a rocket to the moon. Bass player was in My American Heart. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. So our sound checks get a little bit interesting. They get a little wild throwing it back. You know, we can we can all cover Newfound Glory, Sticks and Stones, you know, from top to bottom without a rehearsal. So it's, it's who's cool. who's counting, you know? Who's yeah, counting, man? Feel old yet? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there was a good amount of faith-based music in that scene back in the day, too. Yeah, man, all the tooth and nail records, you know, like Under Oath and Anne Boleyn and all that stuff. We, we really don't rely on K, Shay's like favorite band ever. It was like one of my favorite right. bands of all time. Yeah, so, that, yeah, that stuff was awesome, and there was a cool scene, you know, all those big festivals, Cornerstone Festival. Our buddy Nano's in the house. He he managed All Time Low for a while. He went to the Cornerstone Festival, and he was rocking. Nano so, would like to come say a few words for you guys <laughs> right now. <laughs> no, we don't let him talk on anymore. But, yeah, that's that's such a cool scene. I actually just got to go see Dashboard Confessional the other night. I, uh, I hung out with Chris Caraba, which was like my childhood dreams coming true, the basement east in Nashville. and. We exchanged numbers, so, you know, I feel like we're buddies now. Yeah. But, uh, I still have his autograph on a concert ticket from when I was in seventh grade, so I made sure to tell him that. Oh, yeah. I thought Dan might leave the band and become a roadie. I thought he was just the gone. old dashboard roadie. Like he was going to start playing guitar for them or something. He's, he's gone. <laughs> we lost him. Yeah, man. But, yeah, with reaching this new this new Christian audience with a new single, it must feel like a lot past and present must be coming together. Yeah, man, it's really cool. You know, I grew up singing in the church and, and yeah. stuff and, you know, listen to, to Air One and whatnot, and there's a lot of – those songs that I, you know, I still love, and uh, you know, Casting Crowns and all those people. It's really cool, man. That's a very, that's a very loyal audience too, and mm. it's really awesome to have a song that does cross over and, and does mean so much to so many people, and uh, because it means that that much to us. So, it's cool, man. You know, like Dan was saying, you know, new audiences, you know, new people hearing our music is always something that's really, really cool. And with this one, definitely opens up not only the country audience, or even you know, the pop audience but the you know the christian charts as well and the christian audience and and churches are probably you know going to see this movie when it comes out and uh it's just i think this movie is gonna be big man and it's just awesome to be a part of this and it's uh this song is one of those songs where it's kind of bigger than yourself you know i feel like this song was meant to be written and uh i think it's gonna mean a lot to a lot of people cool so we're gonna pick up this conversation a bit right now i'm gonna drop in a little word from our sponsor So you guys were talking about when you've like your past in music, when you first partnered up as Dan and Shay. I'm wondering when you guys first came to Nashville and like set out as country artists, was it difficult to get accepted as part of Nashville? Yeah, man, it's a close knit community, especially, you know, the music row songwriting community. And we were we were at it for a long time, but it's just about perseverance and, and staying with it and networking and being nice to everybody because you never know who's going to end up making it or, you know, cracking the code. And, uh, you know, we met a lot of people and wrote as many songs as we could. We would write with everybody, you know. We don't get as many opportunities to write songs as we used to. We we, st- we still do on the bus, you know. We wrote 
think three songs this past weekend. A couple buddies of ours came out on the road. Paul, actually, from Boys Like Girls, uh, was out on the road with us. And um, yeah, man, it's it, it's tough to crack in for sure. We spent a few years living in a really rough house, uh, no heat, no AC, no locks on the doors, but. It was what 100 bucks could get us on Craigslist, so that's what we did. And, uh, you know, we, we grinded it out and just wrote songs around the clock. Not to name drop one of our songs on our new <laughs> album, but, uh, yeah, seriously, like 24-7, we were just writing and writing and writing, trying to find our sound. And it's crazy how it happens. You know, Shay and I were both pursuing different paths and working really hard, and then we met, and it was like, boom, it clicked super quickly. Um, I think the first song we wrote got put on hold for a Rascal Flats album, which was ridiculous for us because that was our favorite band Mm -hmm. and uh we were like i think we made it and we didn't make it come to (laughs) later find out but uh it was still cool you know to know that rascal flats or at least somebody said they heard our song or somebody liked the song and kind of gave us a little bit of a little steam and we're like we should keep doing this and we kept writing two three songs a day and started getting more and more involved in the songwriting community and that all sort of happened before we got a record deal and before we became dan and shay as a duo we were just writing, and we were like, man, whose who's record can we try to get a cut on today? And uh, it was cool. It happened organically. We wrote the songs we wanted to write. We wrote, we wrote what you know we felt and what we knew how to write, and we cut the record ourselves. And then when record labels started coming around, it was cool because we had this whole catalog of demos, and we were like, well, shoot, man, who's going to produce our record? Like, how are we going to? And they're like, no, it's already done. Let's just get it mixed. So it was cool. We kind of brought the whole first Where It All Began album to the label pretty much done. You know, a few little candy things here and there and, and tightening up but uh it was cool how that happened and everybody always asks like who put you guys together come on it's got to be fake it's too good to be true like did somebody from a record label put you together and it was no nah, man it just happened at a party one night and i still got the voice memo on my phone from uh 2 35 a.m oh you want to play it i might here i'm gonna dig it up yeah while but just we keep put, put it right up to the mic let me see <laughs> so you guys basically you went up to each other at a party yeah man what happened was it was a mutual friend uh, my buddy Andrew de Torres, which was kind of also in that scene. He was uh, what was his band called? The Scenesthetic. Danger Radio and the Scenesthetic. Oh yeah, the Scenesthetic okay. was yeah, like yeah, one, of the, one of the bands. Yeah, <laughs> but he like I remember I lived with him and this guy named Brandon, and uh, I lived I was like sleeping on their couch for a while, <laughs> and uh, he was like, hey man, there's this party tonight. There's these guys. I have this band, you know, and they're they're writing country music and really cool dudes, and I think you guys would get along. So we go to this party. There's probably like I don't know twenty people there, maybe less. By the end, by this time, when he's about to play, there was maybe like six of us around, and uh, our guitar player Justin, that's there, was was there in this room, and this was going down. But yeah, this is the. Uh, it's twelve seven twenty twelve, and the caption is Shay Mooney singing. I remember when I heard him <laughs> open his mouth for the first time, I was like, "This is the greatest right. singer of all time. We got to make some music together." <laughs> Four a.m. You get what I'm saying, you know? Come on, <laughs> yeah. come you would have had me right there. Legit, I'm in at that point. That was that was several beers later, I think. Like 30 or 40. 30 or 40 beers see. later. Well, you had, you had a keg. First of all, all they right. lived in this house that was like, wasn't great. None of us was living in great, you know, living conditions. But it was uh, they had this place so vibed out. It was awesome. Didn't have heat, but they had a keg of beer in the back, <laughs> and it was like, like really. I think was it Natty Light or the was keg it PBR? Was a gift, Todd. Yeah, the, the keg was a gift. <laughs> but yeah, that that thing lasted. Like I remember like drinking that beer that night, and I think for like the next couple months that we were riding, we continued to drink on that same keg. I don't Warm. know. It like 
warm keg. It's like it reproduced itself in the sunlight. Yeah, it reproduced itself in the sunlight. Some chemical, (laughs) just probably not healthy. We also had a tent in the house, which is like a side note detail. If you scroll back far enough on Instagram, you could find it. But uh, legit a tent in our living room because it started out, we couldn't afford to pay for our heating bill. So we just went, we like took the sheets off of the beds in the house and we made like this little teepee over the couch mm-hmm. and we all kind of huddled in there and wrote songs. And then we were like, this is actually pretty sick. Like, let's expand it to the whole living room. We went to this place called Music City Thrift on Nolansville Road in Nashville and we spent $6 and we got like, you know, eight or 10 big sheets and like, it was like a patchwork quilt. We tented out the whole living room. I kid you not, I'll, I'll pull up a picture for you, but it was ridiculous, and that was where we hung out. It was the tent, 507 Morton Avenue, Nashville, Tennessee. It was ridiculous. What was, like, the big moment that got you out of the tent, out of the fort in the living room? Oh. Was there one? <laughs> Man, there's so many moments. You know, it's it's really hard to, to look back because everything kind of happens. You know, it's step by step, you know, and you kind of build on this foundation from, like, and obviously there was, like, the, the, the first thing was us meeting. You know, that had to have happened. But uh, we started writing songs and writing songs and started writing some songs that we really thought were, were great. And, mm-hmm. and they were great. And it was we presented that to the label. Getting signed was a huge moment. Whenever we put out our first single, that was a huge moment for us because that song ended up going platinum. It was our, called 19 Me and Me. And, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say, like, one moment of, like, you know, what changed everything. I, I would say us meeting is a, a pretty good one. <laughs> I don't know. That, nothing could have happened if that wouldn't have. That, that wouldn't have went down, which was kind of crazy to think about that all the things that could have went differently, you know, would we have ever actually gotten together to write music uh, if it hadn't have been for that chance meeting at a party. But uh, it's crazy to think back now about all the stuff that's went down, all hinged on that one one meeting. It was pretty cool, you know, whenever, and you could probably hear the story from every artist who's ever done the thing, but uh, when we started getting courted by publishing companies and record labels, they would take us out for dinner and stuff, you know, and we would get like a sandwich or French fries or a beer and they'd pay for it. And we we're like, this is the greatest thing in the entire world. We racked up some serious tabs on some record label dimes. But, uh, we courted about 70 different people. <laughs> we try to be polite and like, reach, and like reach for your wallet just for the gesture. Every time. Yeah. We didn't even have a wallet in there. I was like, oh, I'll get this. Like, no, that's cool, man. But before that... It, it was like um, when my roommate and I, we would make fake coupons like on Photoshop and uh, we would go to CC's Pizza, which was $5 for pizza and we would make it like buy one, get one free. So it was two fifty each and we would go at like 8.45 right before they closed and they were going to throw away all the pizzas and we we're like, oh, no, 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 don't throw that away. And then we would just take home like four or five boxes of stale pizza that had been sitting out all day after we <laughs> scammed them with a fake coupon. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, we can be honest here, right? I mean, that's I thought you were gonna somebody say- from CC's Pizza like, I knew it. Nah, man, I'm shouting them out. CC's, you kept me alive. That's right. So you guys obviously had a very charming encounter when you first met and songwriting clicked, but in all, yeah, in all seriousness, what do you think really draws you guys together and like makes your song songwriting with each other really click? You know, it's been a few years now. Man, I think what's really cool is kind of what we started this conversation out with is talking about our backgrounds. I think that has a huge, you know, contribution to the kind of music we make. I think our similarities and our differences create the sound that is Dan and Che. You know, I have 
you know, gospel background and R&B, as you can tell from the R&B song I was singing on that recording. But, uh, you know, and, and even like Christian rock, I listened to all that stuff. And then Dan had this, you know, to bring to the table rock and, you know, pop punk and country. We both had that country love for country. And uh, it, it was cool, man, to see all those kind of, you know, musical tastes come together and create the sound that is Dan and Shay. And it's, uh, it's interesting to see, you know, kind of where our music started and where it evolved. And it was one of those things where I'm not sure what, you know, what the combination was, but it, whatever it was, our different writing styles and what came together, it just, it was magic in the writer's room. I remember like the first time we wrote together, it was just like, we weren't, we were fighting for the best song, not with each other, but like we knew that we wanted to write the best song that we possibly could that day. And we were going to make sure that we did it. And we were going to fight until we got that song and not with each other, but we wanted to fight that song and put those Mm -hmm. puzzle pieces together in, in the way that they needed to be put together. So I think that, uh, all of that kind of contributed to us making the, the Dan and Shay sound. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm yeah. And this picture on the wall, I'm trying to figure out what that picture is. Oh, that's the Viper Room. At first, oh, I yeah, thought it nice. said uh, Clooney, like Halloween Clooney. Yeah. All, all the conference rooms in the Billboard office are named after iconic venues because oh, you know, nice. we're very cool. This is cool. the Viper Room. This is the Viper. We have Studio 54. We have Whiskey A Go Go. Nice. And we have CBGBs. That's nice. awesome. Nice little assortment of towns, music towns. I actually played at CBGB's like the week before it closed with my band. I think I was in ninth grade or something like that. This is a ridiculous story, but uh, our now photographer, videographer, creative guy does our music videos, shot the video for How Not To, and uh, is one of our best friends. He, He was like, you know, we were still doing the same thing. Like we've been doing the same thing for like 15 years now. He was filming us. We were playing music, and hopefully the music has gotten progressively better. But he lent me his camera because I'm like, we're going to CBGB's. This is, like, iconic. We need to film this. And it was before, like, uh, cell phones had cameras, and I wanted to capture it. And he lent me his camera, and he forgot to take out a tape from the camera. And he (laughs) he had shot a music video of himself performing all the instruments to an early November song. Uh, the Room's Too Cold or something. <laughs> or, uh, every night's another... I don't know, remember what the song was, but he was, oh, like, rolling man. around on the floor with a mic, like, slamming a bass guitar. Like, he, he shot, like, a one-man music video. And I texted him. I had, like, a little Nokia flip phone, and I texted him and was like, um, dude, I think you forgot uh, tape in this camcorder. He was, like... He was a few years younger than me could not have been more humiliated like he was he lost his mind it was ridiculous <laughs> but yeah i found his unedited music video in there we'll make sure to find that video and post it, was it incredible. On the that was completely <laughs> unrelated story <laughs> <laughs> well you said he, he did the how not to video and that's like a really deep serious video so he's like he's, well, he, he started from the bottom everyone, yeah. everyone, <laughs> <laughs> man that that all had to be said it's it's amazing what uh, we really did. You know, you can start at the the worst, and uh, you can get better. There's hope for everyone. But uh, man, that video was it's really special to us because um, it, we were able to take that that song and not do the normal you know country thing where we're in a field and we're arms wide open and singing you know the song, which is obviously those are great videos. You know, see from the ground up. Yeah. A lot of good, yeah. See <laughs> our last music video. No, those are great, but we wanted to do something different. You know, something that really you know told a story and. You know, that song is about addiction and about how you can't get over someone and you don't know how not to be without that person. So uh, we were able to take that and with, you know, Pete Tracy and Dan all, all putting their heads together, we, you know, got to be able to do a concept about alcoholism and mm-hmm. about, 
you know, trying to get away from addiction and, and through the power of love, these two people are able to get over their addiction together. And uh, it's just something different, you know, that no, most people wouldn't expect that music video to be about alcoholism, you know, when you right. first hear it, it's obviously about two people that, but to be able to twist that and make a really cool, a little bit darker than, you know, Dan and Shay fans are used to music video was a, uh, was a really cool thing. And we enjoyed making it. We can say that because we weren't really in it for except for like a couple <laughs> scenes, and that was that's the best. And we had professional actors, and they were uh, incredible. We got to watch that and got goosebumps watching them work. So yeah, yeah, they time. worked you guys in the storyline pretty well. Yeah, 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 we were in there. We there were in there. <laughs> <laughs> we were in there. Who's counting that? Cool, Is there any kind of cameo inside the shack? I wish, man. I wish we actually, you know, like I said before, we've got this little acoustic performance uh, before the shack. But we should have said yes, just like, yeah. like we said CGI, yes. you guys in there. I like, yeah, you see this deer like bouncing along. That's actually Dan and Shay <laughs> in a costume. Nah, man, we're uh, we're not in the movie. We were lucky enough to have a song on the soundtrack, and like we said before, man, it's a stacked soundtrack. Tim and Faith, Dirk Bentley, Lady Annabelle, and Brett Eldridge. Um, it's it's awesome to be a part of that, and to have the first track on the record is really cool too. So hopefully that gets us like some more streams on our on our online music playing websites and things like that. But who's counting? But who's counting? Who's come counting? on, come on. Feel old yet? Uh, <laughs> it's like everyone. Everyone's counting. Everyone's counting. Inside joke. We got too many inside jokes here in the Viper room. But yeah, man. It's a it's a really cool moment for us. It's our first time being a part of a movie soundtrack, and uh, those are always big opportunities. You know, when they come along, they're rare that they happen. So we're like, let's do it. We jumped on it, flew out, saw the movie, and. We were inspired and uh, and made the song happen. And shout out to Lionsgate and Atlantic for for really pushing it for us. That's and, right. and our fans, you know, have been so receptive of this song. It's cool to get, you know, basically an excuse to put out new music because we're always writing, we're always cranking out new stuff. And sometimes you got to wait. It's like, oh, we got to wait eighteen more months till our next album comes out to get this new music to the fans. And it was like, well, here's a good reason to put one out. Here's a soundtrack, and uh, we got it out, and we've been playing it out on the road on on the Obsessed tour, and it's been crazy, man. Fans were singing words back to us from the first night we played it so it was uh it's really cool for us and shout out to our fans for being so loyal and, and passionate i'm glad this worked out too because i just i auditioned for the part of moana the the girl in that movie i didn't get it so i'm hoping that this really pans out maybe my movie career voiceover will will take off after this you got you guys got yeah. good things coming we'll see <laughs> we'll see big, how big things up. for the imdb pages coming up it's everything yeah. dude it's everything <laughs> wikipedia celebritynetworth.com you know those those are our frequent visits talk about who's counting imdb is probably counting they're probably counting <laughs> they're a lot. most definitely yeah. counting <laughs> yeah. definitely counting well thanks so much for coming by guys best luck with the red carpet tonight uh, think about some story for your made-up cameo for you the movie it. before tonight. Yes, we need at least one, like the uh, go back to the CC's buy one, get one free days, and at least Photoshop one image on our phone of us, like, you know, being on set shooting some cameo. See, I, no, it's right here, I swear, I swear, I look forward to the movie. Yeah. Well, there you go. It'll be good, man. Thanks for chatting with us, and uh, it's always good to be here in New York City. That's right. Hell yeah. That is the interview. That is the show. Dan and Shay were really fun to come by Billboard and hang out with for a little bit. If you're into rock music, like the kind of stuff that we talked about in that podcast, definitely check out next Thursday's episode. I'm doing the same sort of interview with AFI. Stay tuned for that. Keith and Katie will be back in a couple days with their episode of Pop Shop. Theirs is also every week, as you probably know. They'll be back with their episode about news and charts, probably a little interview with their own. Go to iTunes, search for Pop Shop Podcasts, Billboards, 
flagship podcast. Get us every week automatically. And like I said, catch me here next week with AFI. And uh, yeah, we'll talk soon.